one of the scenes that really moved my heart was seeing this one man and he was approaching the Kaaba and he was reciting the Talbiyah with tears in his eyes. And I really, really felt the sincerity with Allah that he really understood what the Talbiyah meant. Like, labbaik Allahumma labbaik. And his voice was crooked and broken. Subhanallah. And I was, it was really when it dawned into me that I am at a place that is the dream of every single Muslim across the world to visit. Subhanallah. And I kept asking Allah to make me so aware of the gravity of the fact that I am here in this place and that He makes me a grateful servant to Him for such a blessing. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to the Studious Muslim Podcast. I am Almara Tubo Amin and I invite you to join me in this journey of spiritual and intellectual growth. So for today's episode, I will be talking about my first Umrah experience. I say first because I sincerely pray that there would be more com- more to come, inshallah. In order for the listeners to truly understand how much this trip means to me, I think it would be helpful if I could first give a short background about me. I was born in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia in the year 2000. But at the age of three, so that was 2003, my parents decided that we finally go to the Philippines because my sister and I were already growing up and they they have foreseen that it would be hard for them to finance our education there in Saudi because at that time uh, their salary was enough only to sustain our um, household needs so it was then that my parents decided that we go to the Philippines so Ever since then, uh, that, that was 2003, I have never been able to visit uh, Saudi again. So you can tell how much I longed for it because uh, I would look at our photo album as a child and see all these photos captured in Saudi. And my parents would just tell us stories about uh, these photos and uh, the kind of life style that we had when we were there i think it's valid for you to think that why would i feel so attached to it when i barely remember anything from it since i was only three years old when we left it well i think my attachment with it could um best be understood by narrating how much i actually kind of felt alienated when we decided to settle in manila so we know that Manila is a predominantly Christian community. So as a child, I had a lot of differences with the people around me. So I think I came to a point in my life where I had some sort of existential crisis, where I, I was thinking what kind of person I would have been had I grown up in either of these two places. 
either in Jeddah or in Mindanao. So I always felt this desire to be able to set foot in Jeddah because I feel like it would help me get a better understanding of myself and why Allah chose Manila for me as a place to be raised in. So enough of that storytelling. Let's get on with the actual trip, inshallah. This podcast will be divided into three parts. First is the visit to Jeddah. Second is the visit to Medina, Al-Munawwara. And then lastly, the visit to Makkah Al-Mukarramah. Okay, so Jeddah is popular for one of its um, best tourist sites, which is the Al-Balad. So it's like the old city in Jeddah where you could actually see old structures and buildings. You would see the buildings there with intricately designed window. So there is this uh, window called Mashrabiya and they are so beautiful. I took lots of photos of them and yeah. When we finally uh, landed in Jeddah, um, my observations were the following. So first is that there are no tall buildings around Jeddah. Like, siguro yung mga five floors, five-story building, is already the tallest that you could see there. Tapos, of course, there are some few ex- exceptions of tall buildings. But, siguro hanggang mga 20th floor lang, hanggang ganun lang. So, karamihan talaga ng bahay, as in like, um, they're not so tall. So, that's really one interesting ab- interesting thing about it. So I told my brother about it, who has been to Jeddah as well, before me. He told me something really interesting. Um, he said that uh, some people said that the reason why um, the people in Jeddah did not um, construct really tall buildings is because of their fear of the science of Qiyamat. So if you know in a hadith that one of the signs of uh, Qiyamat is that people would raised in building the tallest building. So I, I think that's really interesting. You could tell the personality and the faith of the people in the city just by the structure of their buildings, mashallah. So another observation that I have seen here is that karamihan ng buildings nila it's just the same colors. So you would not actually see really loud colors of their houses and buildings, like pink, those kind of colors. Wala, wala kang makikita ganun. Most of them, ano, parang beige lang siya. My theory is that kaya siya parang brownish is because of the casual sandstorms there. I'm not really sure. So if you know, you could actually message me and tell me in detail. So my parents... Of course, toured me around uh, special landmarks for us. So, uh, for example, we we went to the exact hospital or dispensary where my mother used to work in Alarabwa district. And my parents also brought me to the exact place where I was born. It's called the Al-Azizia Maternity Hospital. And another thing is that I was so happy to finally be able to you know, just eat anything that I want from the grocery, from the restaurant, without fearing that baka may nakahalong pork sa food. So, alhamdulillah, this is something, this is a privilege that I have never experienced uh, growing up in Manila. 
So yeah, that's pretty much it for my stories in Jeddah. So let's now proceed to Medina. So we know that Medina is the city where our beloved Prophet ﷺ emigrated when the Meccans were trying to attack him. So that means um, karamihan ng revelation took place in Medina. So that means as well na madaming historical sites doon. So you should also you should so you should make it a goal to research about these historical places before going to them because that's how you are able to appreciate better the gravity of being in those places the the gravity of being able to set foot in the land where the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam walked himself right so so if there's one thing that i could advise the listeners is that even if you think like matagal ka pang ma-invite sa sa two of the holiest places in Islam Makkah and Medina I think it would be smart if you could start researching about the historical places uh, in Makkah and Medina and why they mean so much to us as Muslims kasi that's something that I wish I had done I had done earlier So for example, I always knew that I love the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, but it felt like I needed more knowledge about him in order to truly truly deepen that love, increase that love for him. So when we were in Medina, it so happens that it wasn't the usual hot weather there. Sabi nga ng mom ko, it's actually the first time that she was able to go to Medina. Naganun yung weather niya. Like the weather reached uh, 14 degrees Celsius, even in Marawi, where it's known to be cold, hindi nagreach ng ganong ganong kalamig. Um, some of the places that we visited were, of course, the Jabal Uhud, um, where the famous Battle of Uhud took place. So I suggest that you also study about um, this place in detail and why it means a lot to us as Muslims. And also the Masjid Qulba, as much as as far as I know, this is the first masjid that was built during his time there. And also the Masjid Qiblatain. So this is where the revelation changing the direction of our of our Qibla took place. And we also visited the graves of the Sahaba. So um, it would also be great if you could learn certain duas. I think. Um, if you could memorize them, that would be better. Pero if not, you should keep a screenshot sa phone mo, parang ganun. Kasi uh, when we visit the graves, there are actually duas for that. One of my greatest regrets though of not being able to visit in Medina was the Hijaz Railway. So I'm not sure, if I'm not mistaken, wala na yata yung actual railway. railway. Parang naging museum na lang siya. So the Hijaz Railway is um, was... Uh, built by the Ottomans, so that's kaya ano parang I really regret not uh, pushing through and visiting it. So I'm not sure if uh, when you listen to the stories of relatives or friends who have been to Medina, they would often say that Medina has a different vibe to it. Like when you go there, everything just feels so calm. And personally, I have witnessed that myself. And there's just this kind of vibe or aura or feeling 
about it than any other city that I've been to. Um, I perhaps I think it's because of the dua of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that Allah makes the city beloved to the Muslims. So I really felt the effect of the dua. Even if you try to think of your problems there, parang wala kang maiisip. Ganon calm all in all. The saddest part about my story is that um, we didn't know Rawla is where the Prophet wasallam is buried. So we didn't know that in order for you to visit Rawla, you needed to have an appointment online called the Nusuk app. So sabi ng mom ko, bago lang daw yun. And later on, I found out that it was only implemented uh, due to the pandemic. And until now, hindi pa rin nila tinatanggal yun. So the guards there are very strict. Like pag wala ka talagang appointment, hindi ka talaga nila papapasukin. So it's very funny because what my mom and I tried to do is that tinayin namin makisabay sa mga Indonesians or Malaysians na may shaykh or shaykha. Kasi um, uh, sila yung medyo naming kamukha. Kaso, ang problema is, they have uh, a uniform. So, for example, may ID sila or may scarf. So, halatang-halata na medyo outsider kami ng mom ko. But still, we tried to uh, to follow their line with hopes that baka pagbigyan din kami ng guard. Pero wala. Every single time, napapasok na kami. So, mga lapit na. Hindi talaga. I understand, though, the strict regulations for it. And some of the guards there are really shouting na, galit na, galit sila. Pero you don't take those personally. Kasi kapag hindi nila gawin yun, wala talaga. It would be very disorganized. And people would be so uncontrollable. So, perhaps my key takeaway when I visited Medina was that it increased my desire to truly learn the seerah of the Prophet wasallam. So, kasi for example, we were able to visit uh, this, kasi madaming gates sa Masjid Nabawi. So, we were able to visit this one gate na sobrang lapit din sa Rauda. So, doon lang daw, hanggang doon lang daw yung hindi nakapag-appointment. Pero you still get to see the Rauda from there. Ang, ang masakit lang is that you don't get to pray at the Rauda itself. Pero at least, at least you felt that proximity, uh, with him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So, some of the women there, uh, they would actually, uh, the way they would send salawat to Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, it's like they really, really are aware that he's very much present. So, parang, that's something that I en- envied when I was just trying to observe them. Parang, they must have known the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam so much to be able to speak to him like that. So parang na dun ako parang super na enganyo that I I told myself that when I get back inshallah I will really try my best to learn more about the sira and speaking of the sira I actually have a recommendation for the listeners so uh, Shaykh Dr. Yasir Qadi has a has an entire series on the sira on YouTube so if you still don't know about it um, it's composed of 104 episodes and I really encourage you to listen to it because it's in detail lahat, lahat. like uh, ever since 
before the birth of the Prophet وسلم, describing what Arabia was like until his death and until even the caliphate okay, of the four rightly guided caliphs. I really encourage that you listen to that. You could actually, it's available on YouTube and podcasts. You could download them. And then if you're commuting, you could just listen to them. And also a very good news. And also, I think this is um, the perfect opportunity for me to also share about uh, Dr. Salah Sharif's um, book adaptation of it. So your series nayon. It's not just mere transcription of the series of everything that Dr. Yasab Qadi said. Pero ano talaga, as in book form talaga siya. Uh, may Allah bless Dr. Salah Sharif for his efforts on making it come to reality. And as of now, it's available for pre-ordering. So, yeah, do check it out. I think I'd leave the, I'd leave the link in the description of this podcast. So now we go to the last part of our podcast, which is my visit to Mecca. So the first time we went for Umrah was like a week before Ramadan. Because we wanted to be able to enjoy performing the Umrah without the crowdedness of the people. One of the sins that really moved my heart was seeing this one man and he was approaching the Kaaba. And he was reciting the Talbiyah with tears in his eyes. And I really, really felt the sincerity with Allah that he really understood what the Talbiyah meant. Like, Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik. And his voice was crooked and broken. SubhanAllah. And I was, it was really when it dawned into me that I am at a place that is the dream of every single Muslim across the world to visit. Subhanallah. And I kept asking Allah to make me so aware of the gravity of the fact that I am here in this place and that He makes me a grateful servant to Him for such a blessing. When you go to Mecca, you would really understand why people say it's a gathering of all nations. As in, like, Every Muslim from all parts of the world, you would see them there. So you would see Uzbeks, you would see Turks, you would see Americans, you would see Egyptians, you would see Indonesians. And it's just such a humbling experience to be able to witness the ayat of Allah, of how he said that he has created us into nations so that we may know one another. One of the most unearthly, unearthly things that you could feel when you are in Mecca and Medina is that all the worldly pursuits of man suddenly seem irrelevant. So, for example, when I was in Mecca, I would think about all the dramas here at home, all the pursuit for power, and all this dramatization of successes of man, worldly successes of man. And honestly, they did seem to be not really irrelevant, pero parang it reminds you that there is a greater purpose for it. So that's one thing that I really wish to treasure about my trip. One thing I also um, observed in Makkah and Medina, in the two harams, is that almost every after single prayer, farol salah, 
is that there would be a Salatul Janaza. So I never really knew how to pray Janaza. But since almost every after prayer nga may Janaza, I had to learn it, right? Okay, another advice that I have is that before you go to um, Makkah in Medina, you should prepare a list of all of your du'as. So, uh, you have to consolidate them because there would be a lot of opportunities for you to make du'a and you don't want to miss that. For example, at the first sight of the Kaaba, uh, you could make du'a. When you are in sujood, you could make du'a. During the time between the Adhan and the Iqama, you could make du'a. And if it so happens that it rains, you could also make du'a. There are lots and lots of opportunities to make du'as. So, I advise you to really prepare a list of your du'as and also try to try to of course base it upon the Quranic du'as. There's nothing better than Quranic du'as since they are most comprehensive like Rabbana atina fid dunya hasanata wa fil akhirati hasanata wa qina Those kind of du'as uh, you should make sure not to forget them. So again, like what I said in my trip to Medina, I also encourage you to research about Makkah and in particular, for example, the history of the Kaaba, so the history of the Zamzam water, so that every time you drink from it, you, you understand how much, um, how much our mother, Hajar, searched for water for her son. So that would make you appreciate it more, how much she, she ran from Safa to Marwa just to search for water. And another realization of my Umrah trip is the importance of getting physically fit before you go there because it entails lots and lots and lots and lots of walking. So you will always be walking. So for example, nung Umrah namin, I think yung counter ko sa phone nag-reach ng mga 22,000 steps. So um, it's important that you, before you go for Umrah, siguro you could start jogging na. Get yourself used to uh, lengthy walkings. So, to officially add this podcast, allow me the chance to read a passage from the book of Imam Al-Ghazali entitled, The 40 Principles of the Religion. So, this passage is actually pertaining to Hajj. But since uh, Hajj and Umrah, they almost have the same rituals, uh, I believe this is also applicable for Umrah. So, at the beginning of your journey, when you say goodbye to your family, remember saying goodbye to family in the pains of death. When departing from your homeland, remember departing from the world. When riding the camel, remember riding in the funeral procession. When donning the garb of ritual consecration or the ihram, remember donning the shroud. When entering through the desert to the appointed rendezvous, Remember what lies between exiting the world and the appointed rendezvous of the afterlife. From the fear of highway robbers, remember the interrogation of the angels Munkar and Nakir. From the predatory beasts of the desert, remember the scorpions of the grave and its worms. From the separation from your family and relatives, remember the loneliness of the grave and its separation. From responding with the Talbiyah, Remember responding to the call of Allah's announcer at the resurrection. The same goes for the rest of the practices. 
Indeed, in every practice, there is a secret and beneath it is a symbol. Every slave pays attention to it to the extent of his readiness to pay attention, commensurate to his heart's clarity, or the paucity of his aspiration regarding the important matters of the religion. With that, I end this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, I would appreciate it so much if you could um, recommend it to others. Until the next time, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you.